Hey folks, welcome to another glorious episode of Cosmos with Cosmos. Award-winning. Award-winning. That, you know, I made the award in crayon and it's on my wall, but award nonetheless. Um, I'm Brandon. I'm Mike. I'm Liz. And today we're talking... Uranus! Uranus. That's right. We're just gonna get... All your middle school. Uh, we're just gonna jump straight into Uranus because it's happening. Deep middle diving right into Uranus. Middle school wiggles. Middle school wiggles. I don't think middle school. Never mind. I'm not gonna go there. Careful. <laughs> there needs to be a lie somewhere with the Uranus jokes. Uh, yeah. So we have an entire the episode dedicated to the family aspects of Uranus. Of Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is gonna be a great episode, folks. Um, so before oh, we, trails. before we start probing um this is what this episode is going to be and we're here for it yeah so and sometimes you just gotta lean into uranus just pound it let's go let's get this out pound it out let's go come on man well for more hard-hitting episodes of course you can follow us on all the things whether that's on twitter at dream cosmos instagram cosmos with cosmos Spotify, iTunes, subscribe, comment, all the things, because, you know, it's fun to do. It feels good. Um, and then, before we actually talk about the planets, we have some rules. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. All right, go ahead. Rule <laughs> number one. Any Star Wars reference, mm-hmm. take a drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, any, did we do Lord of the Rings? Yeah, it's been a while. Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings reference, take yourself a drink. If the dogs bark for whatever reason. Take yourself a drink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Are you going to add it? Any, yeah, you're going to add it. Go ahead. Anytime someone makes an innuendo this episode, take a drink. Got to take two drinks. So we are out of drinks already. <laughs> <laughs> but starting now, now we get serious. Now it's time to take a serious look at your Yeah, all right. Uh, I, I don't know if this should be a rule. No, I'm going to mix this one already. All right, that was the one and only time that rule... Uh, applies. That rule is no longer in effect. Oh my god. What is everybody <laughs> drinking though? Oh, that's, because... a good, that's a good point too. Yeah, I'm sorry. I haven't hosted in a while. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Liz, what are you drinking? Okay, um, I am drinking planetary buffoonery. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a good and one. And to is. get a little bit more of an inside uh, scoop on that reference, uh, we have a shot episode where a similar phrase is used coming out in the future. Was that in your show? No, it's, it's, it's not your that's one. That's the phrase. That's in your one. That's the phrase. Yeah, well, yeah. no, it's not the phrase. But it, oh no, because it was the phrase that I anyway corrupted. Okay. Anyway, check out the shot episode. But anyway, planetary buffoonery, uh, and this is basically an amaretto sour. So it's amaretto, lemon juice, whiskey, or bourbon, yeah. bourbon. Okay. Um, Simple syrup. Yeah, except I use cherry syrup. Oh, cherry yeah. syrup. And and, uh, and believe it or not, we ha- this is our first drinks of the day. So that was just our natural giggleness yes. the last few minutes yes, here. Yes, that's just... <sighs> With, but we had a lot yesterday. It's our buffoonery. buffoonery we had a lot yesterday uh, because of shots and everything. Mike, what you got? Um, I am drinking um, a, a Diamond Rain. Ooh. I was going to try to say it in Purple Rain, like oh, Prince type, but I can't. I, I just can't. Um, but anyway, so um, uh, Diamond Rain, which has um, cinnamon whiskey mm. with um, cran blackberry. Mixer. I would like to point out none of our drinks today are blue. Mine's sort of purplish. 
Well, it depends on what Which is like purple rain. So, you know. But not blue. But the, under an intense amount of pressure, maybe this turns into blue. It, okay. Depending on the wavelength. Okay. We'll talk more well, about that. You know, that we, we should have done some blue Krakow drinks. Yeah, we messed up. I mean, I thought about it, but I wasn't really in the mood for any blue Krakow. Anyway, Brandon, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Earth Scab. Earth Scab. <laughs> Earth Scab. Delicious. Which has nothing to do with Uranus. No, I thought about calling Uranus Scab. I thought, no, I'm not going to go that route. Um, no. So we, we were talking earlier about how magma is like the blood of the Earth. And that if you poke a hole in the Earth, you get lava, you, magma, then lava. And it crusts over in like a little scab. Lots of scab. Yeah, so I have a Manhattan, which Manhattan sits on a giant Earth Scab, since that's what land is. I like it. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take it home. Sure. Okay, cool. I'm just drinking. Um, okay, I'll drink. Yeah, cool. So, so with that, it's time to talk about Oranos. Oranos? Oranos, or Georgia's. Oranos. Oranos. Oreos? Georgia okay, Insiders. We, we got some new Oreos today. Uh, not today. Uh, Liz went down to the store, got some Oreos. We got some Oreos, right? No. Peanut butter Oreos, though. And I was just not on board with that idea. Have you had one? No. Well, then you know because I, I don't like change. Okay. Okay. But you know, who, but you know who did like change? William Herschel. William Herschel. <laughs> he liked change. He did like change. Okay. Uh, but because his his deal back is he was, so he was a 1700s astronomer, um, amateur astronomer, mind you. Him oh. and his sister Caroline. Just a hobby for him. Just a hobby. It, uh, yeah. Caroline. Brother, sister. Um, down there. So it was a hobby because he was a tra- classical trained musician, a composer. Um, his stuff's okay. It survived, <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, but what he spent a lot of his funds on uh, was actually making mirrors with telescopes. He would go underneath his house, him and his sister, and create these massive mirrors and progressively get bigger and bigger and bigger kind until. Kind of like the University of Arizona. Kind of like the University of Arizona underneath their football stadium. stadium. Yeah. So he'd go out, look at the sky with his homemade telescopes, and He'd be freezing through the night, and Caroline would come over and say, eat your sandwich, you haven't eaten since yesterday, eat it or you're going to die. He goes, okay, munches it down. She'd bring him clothing, things like that, so he did it die. Okay. Because he just liked looking in the sky. Uh-huh. And he was very good at it. This is turning into a Herschel episode. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, he was really good at it. He had just an incredible memory, an incredible collection of notes, uh, to the point where something changed in the sky, he would know about it, even if he hadn't looked at it for years. Wow. And if you've ever looked at the sky through a telescope, you'll know it's just like dust everywhere in the yeah, sky. Yeah. It's incredible. It's littered. It's littered with stars. Yeah. Uh, which is the only time the phrase leathered with means a good thing. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, and they had much darker skies in the 1700s. That's true, because they turned off their lights at 7 p.m. at night. They didn't <laughs> have lights. They did not have lights. No, it was significantly darker sky. So, um, if there any small change, she would know about it. And typically, it would be like a comet or something like that. You can see a little tail puff mm-hmm. after it. And you would talk to other astronomers and figure out, okay, judging by where it's going in the sky, here's probably its orbit, and this is what it is. Uh, but... Just email them. Send them a text. Yeah. Carrier pigeon. Same thing. Yeah. I call, I call all carrier pigeons emails. I'd send them an email <laughs> if I was... Anyway. Uh, <laughs> And then one day in 1789, 1789, thank you so much. I think it was March 14th. March 14th. Oh, okay. So it was in September. Anyway. So March 14th, 1789, he sees this little dot in the sky, which many other people have seen. Uh, For a couple of decades, people have seen this little dot. Uh, There's even some evidence that the ancient Greeks saw this little dot as well, uh, because it's 
very, just barely visible with your naked eyes. Uh, so he saw it, marked it down, whatever. Three days later, it came back to it, and it had moved just ever so slightly against the background stars. What? And stars don't move that fast. No. No. Not no, noticeably no. in anybody's lifetime. No, or in three different lifetimes, usually. Yeah. Um, but this little thing moves, so okay, maybe it's a comet of some kind of asteroid mm-hmm. again. So he calls up his people, sends an email via yes. carrier pigeon. <laughs> Faxes them. <laughs> and, we, they, and they start figuring out, yeah. They start figuring out the trajectory of this object, okay. and they figure out that it has an elliptical orbit around the sun that goes about every 84 years. What? And judging by the distance and how you can see it, planets. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we found ourselves we the first planet one. to be discovered. Yeah, That's because all the other planets, you yeah, can, you can see just see them. them. So like, oh, humans there it is. have known about them and seen them since we, we had the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh. Yeah, because if you look at, look, those, at look at those planets, um, obviously they don't twinkle in the sky. There's no twinkle, twinkle little mm-hmm. star. So there's obviously different. And of course, they move in the sky mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So the wanderers, we always call them. And in a, uh, like a steady way, they yeah. wander throughout the sky. You know, mm-hmm. predictable motions and, and, and everything. You know what's crazy is that nobody figured out it was a planet prior. Because, it does, okay, 84 years, long time to, to go around the sun. Yeah, but, but in one's really... lifetime, and actually in, um, let's see, 20 years, it's going to go one-fourth around mm-hmm. the sky. Um, and so, I mean, the only thing I think is because it's such a dim object, that's yeah, right. nobody pays attention to So yeah. it's magnitude five, positive 5.4, and the magnitude scale is strange in that if it's positive, it's actually dimmer, and negative is brighter. Yeah, the bigger the number, the dimmer it is. Mm-hmm. So plus 5.4 is actually really dim. So, mm-hmm. and of course, because it's so far, or because they're so faint, you can't tell it wasn't twinkling like the other stars. Right. But you can still notice that... And within like a few years that it has moved. And just for uh, reference, everybody, the sun's magnitude is minus 26. So right. um, the more negative, draw. the number is right. brighter. But you would really have to be somebody like Herschel. Who's really paying attention. Who's really, really paying attention. And like, oh, that I'm one spot in the sky. Yeah. Right. But Ptolemy also, he positioned a lot of stars. Maybe he just had not the best eyesight, and he just got the major ones. Yeah, so he had my eyesight. My eye, I, I have. Well, I'm wearing contacts, didn't have my so I can eyesight. see the chat. So <laughs> they didn't, they didn't have Liz's eyes. Yeah. I'm glad your parachute came out last week. <laughs> 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 so it, it is almost odd, uh, but at the same time, like the 1600s, that would have been time for it to be discovered because that's when the Renaissance was occurring and people were actually studying the skies again, mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to just. Well, there's a comet. Looks like the bad times are on us again. Yeah, and they had telescopes as well to yeah. True. help them. So that was you know. fairly new, especially one with Herschel's um, yeah. diameter yeah. to it. Yeah, they, they had, uh, what, 1609? 1609, 1608? 1610. Hans Lippe. Well, it might have been made in 1609. Yeah, so 1609. So that's uh, 180 years, roughly. Yeah. And they weren't great, though. Really good. Well, Her- Herschel made the best ones up to this, okay. to this point. Well, uh-hu
Oh, yeah, your pronunciation of you. Do you pronounce it Uranus or do you say Uranus? Either way, if you call it Uranus, your, your pronunciation stinks. Because it should be I mean, Uranus. Oh, come on, Liz. Okay. I made a funny joke. Well, he made a funny joke. I just repeated I mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so continuing on, Herschel finds yes, the whole back. Uh, what did he call it? Um, well, he took some time because if you discover the object, you get to name it. And so I'm assuming he kind of geeked out on, oh, I can name those really oh, cool God, things. I want to be able to, I want um, to be so indecisive. I but be able to at this point in his career, no longer was he really amateur. He was being funded. Um, and so typically when you discover when you something, money, you, you name the thing after your, your patron. Himself. Oh, your patron. Patron in that time. Uh, so, of course, he wanted to name it after King George. King George. Oh. Planet George. Planet hey, George. Which would have been George. okay. Been but it was, it was actually Georgium Sinus, which is the it. George which is, star. It sounds like a, like a sinus infection. George, I have the Georgium Sinus today, <laughs> guys. It's a disease. Uh, yeah. So, to answer your mom's question, Herschel named it George. Uh, however, somebody else came along because people were like, we were like, yeah, French no, like, no, we don't really want. <laughs> Pretty much everybody the, else in the this world. This planet like, is for no. everybody, not just you. And, oh no, I'm, I'm positive it wasn't about this world is for everybody. I'm sure it's like we're not gonna name this thing after the king. Yeah, yeah especially we're like, French. Huh? We just fought a war. I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, America's and like, he's crazy. Guy. George, uh, king George III was crazy. With chlamydia, crazy. I, 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 anyway, syphilis. Syphilis was is insane. crazy. That's all I know. Okay. I think but, syphilis. Syphilis, chlamydia. Yeah. Syphilis does it. Okay. But in any case, the rest oh. of the world's like, nah, fam, no. nah. So instead, it goes to uh, another scientist who just decided to call it. Um, well, he kind of went through his the last he, name was Bodhi. Bodhi. So he went. He went through the steps. So he saw. Well, Jupiter is named the king of the gods. Mm-hmm. Saturn was Jupiter's papa, mm-hmm. and so might as well have this new one be Saturn's papa, basically, <laughs> which was Oranos. the god of the sky, the god of the sky, the Greek which god is of cool. The sky. I mean, yeah, it is pretty. But of course, then then we went back to Latinize it and Englishify it, which is not a word, and it came out to Uranus, which we now just call Uranus. Everybody in this world. So you know what? You know what? uh, Bodhi also came out with. Uh, (laughs) Do you know? No. Came up. He came up with a law. It's not really a law, but. he, he came up in Bodhi's Law, which is the positioning of the planets. He looked at the planets, and mathematically, they they kind of, like, line up uh-huh. um, to it. Like, he has, like, a certain formula. Um, it, it doesn't end up doing that. And oh. with, the, with the asteroids, uh, he was like, oh, yeah, this is, this actually falls into my law and that kind of stuff. And uh, it's called it's called Bodhi's Law. But yeah. it doesn't do anything. But it, it, it's just... It's a coincidence um, for the solar system. Oh. And oh, okay. it's just like, it's a coincidence and it just happened to work out. I mean, could you imagine? Sounds like he's a real ass. I was going to say, oh. if it was like a really good law that made sense, it would be just a, such a bootylicious theory. But I guess not. Guys, we are being 12 years old today. That's the point. Okay, continue on. Because all we do is we haven't discovered so far. Ending. Which was a fun story. Got to talk about William Herschel, which I almost never get to do every week. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so how big is Uranus? 
Uranus has the width of four Earths, so you could line four Earths across it, and they're about that size. So you could fit how many Earths inside of Uranus? Like 64. 64 Earths. <laughs> Are we talking like by... Was it 165? It was 165. By volume? the thing that we watched. Oh. <laughs> I lost the 100 somehow. So it's a really big planet. But... It's some kind of giant planet. It's not like but, that big. It's kind of like... <laughs> I mean, okay, because I mean, if the Earth were an apple, it would be the size just looking at the <laughs> of a basketball. So, if a planet, a planet that has life and civilization and all its incredible features mm-hmm. was an apple, mm-hmm. this would be apple. considerably larger. That sounds pretty big. I mean, an apple to a basketball, I mean, yeah, it's considerably larger. But, I mean, if you look at them, like, Jupiter in comparison, you know, it's kind of like, all right. If you, look at, right. if you look at the sun, I guess it's still pretty small. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty big planet. Not, obviously not Jupiter size. Uh, but it's also not very heavy. Like, you would think this being a giant planet, it would be, like, really uh, more massive. I'm sorry, I used the heavy word. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's only, but thir- really it's only 13.5 times more massive than the Earth. So I think, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, well, I mean, the earth is made of a lot of heavy stuff, irons, uh, nickel, you know, these heavy, whereas, I mean, Uranus and really all the gas giants, even though this is a separate sect of gas giant we'll we'll talk about, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of kind of, they're just, there's a lot of gas and space in between the gas. And importantly, that core is about the size of the Earth with heavy metals in it. Yeah. Which is where the vast majority of its mass comes from, yeah. is its core. Um, but the core is not entirely super active like the other planets. Um, no, Uranus is weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Right? A lot it's of like, weird stuff going on with Uranus. It's cold. It's the coldest planet in the solar system. You start at the cloud tops. Yeah. At cloud tops, it gets to be... Uh, minus 200. Like the minus, that's Celsius. It was like minus 300s. Fahrenheit. Average is negative 323 degrees Fahrenheit, dipping as low as negative 375. But it's weird because if you look at like Jupiter there's and Saturn, there's like these internal heat systems that are going and, uh, and causing a lot of more storm generation in its atmospheres and that sort of thing. Whereas Uranus, yeah, it's warmer in the core and it has like this hot, soupy kind of mess of... of Ices, Hot, so soupy mess in Uranus. And water. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, it's I, not I, generating enough like internal energy to no. have like all these wild storms in its atmosphere that we can see. And so it looks like when we first saw it uh, up close with the Voyager 2 spacecraft, it just looked kind of like yeah. a plain blue ball. So yeah. most planets get their heat from the internal workings. But in uh, Uranus' case, most of its heat comes from the sun which is 1.8 billion miles away. It's far away. Okay. What you got? All right, so... (laughs) Uranus is a bit of a mystery. Um, Okay, so let's... I think think you can't... uh, We're going to have to define the ISIS thing. um, Oh, yeah. uh, In in a bit. But um, you can't look at Uranus without looking at Neptune and comparing the two. So if they're in different parts of the sky... Okay, Uranus and Neptune. Uranus and Neptune are what we call ice giants. We'll get into that later on. But um, 
So Uranus is how far from the sun? On average, 1.8. So we're going to say 2 billion miles from the sun. Sure. Whereas Neptune is about 3 billion miles from the sun. Oh. That's so about a billion miles. Even further. So if you look, if you look at, um, if you if you do look at Uranus, mm -hmm. his atmosphere, like you, like you said, it is it's pretty featureless. Mm -hmm. um, so you don't see a lot of storms, but it's closer to the sun than Neptune. Um, so it's receiving more solar radiation mm -hmm. from the sun. So um, it should be more active than Neptune. Yes. But when you do look at Neptune, you do see more uh, you storms. See more activity. So the the question is, why does Neptune? have more storms than than Uranus does. Well, it has more interior heat that's driving those storms. Yes. You would think that Uranus also has that interior heat, um, but we don't quite... Remember, we've only had one flyby of this planet. For 45 hours at that. Yeah, so we don't have a lot of data, believe it or not, on this planet. If you want to show off his <laughs> data. Oh, yeah, good data. <laughs> So we don't have a lot of a lot of data, and so there's certain things about Uranus that we truly do not understand. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And, and this what? is this is one this is one of those things where um, we don't understand why it doesn't have storms. We don't understand really the interior of the planet um, to be able to say uh, to talk about the heat generation with a the energy generation with you know a good solid convecting. Layer, yeah, and so something convecting. Yeah, I mean, the, obviously, well, it has something convecting because it has a magnetic field, but yeah. isn't it where like the magnetic field on one side is stronger well, than no, on the it's, other? It's offset. Oh, it's offset, which and is, which is it's, it's offset from. So weird. if you look, if you look at the Earth's magnetic field, it's pretty centered on the center of the Earth, mm -hmm. roughly. Yeah. It doesn't mean that the the pole of this dynamo is pointing directly along the north pole of the earth um but if you look at the uh magnetic field of uh, both uranus and neptune um that dynamo is off center i think from uranus then we hear something like eight thousand miles or something it's, I mean, a it's huge See, that's a big uh... that's a big offset and it's also not even pointing in the same direction Anywhere near like the north south line uh, for for the planet. So it's just all funky. Yeah, and so the interior of Uranus is hot, mm -hmm. uh, incredible pressures, um, mm -hmm. and so there is a lot of heat in the in the center of this planet. Why is it not making its way out to yeah. the the surface where we can where it can generate these storms in the atmosphere? We just don't know, um, and. And that's our episode, guys. I mean, it's just... We just don't know. Don't know. But we do know some cool shit is happening inside of Uranus. Mm -hmm. And that is what you're drinking, which yeah. is It Rains Motherfucking Diamonds. Yeah. Precious Gemstones yeah, so, inside of Uranus. It has a diamond rain cycle. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Let's get into what it's made out of. All okay. right. Let's look at Jupiter and Saturn. Well, I am hijacking your episode. I am sorry. I, am so I had sorry. my beginning. You can have the middle. I'm just going to have the end. <laughs> let's, let's go. It's so fine. let's look We're... at Jupiter and Saturn. Uh -huh. what, what is Jupiter and Saturn made out of? Hydrogen, Basically 90% hydrogen and helium. Yeah. 
smattering of other shit. Um, it is, I mean, it's scientific. gorgeous art. And, you know, in our scientific uh, papers, smattering of other shit is actually how it's written. Um, it's an equation for it. Et al. <laughs> George Riddle Davison. <laughs> um, so, if we look at... Um, 2020. What? No, continue. If, if we look at Uranus and Neptune... Mm-hmm. Um, Uranus and Neptune are basically 80% other shit. It's the other shit they're made out of. They're 20% hydrogen and helium. The rest is like methane. Um, you, you know, other Ethane, types of... Maybe, there's yeah, there's other types of... Nitrogen? Um, is there nitrogen? Ammonia. Ammonia. So, there. so, so there's a lot of other stuff yeah. that makes it up. Um, and in the... In the um, um, the words of astronomers and stuff like that is that other stuff, um, especially when it has um, uh, boiling points over 100 degrees Kelvin, which is really quite cold um, still, they're called ices. So they're not actual ice. It's not actual ice. Just like met, like like mercury is a metal. It's not actually, yeah. it's not like a... <laughs> they also call a chemist, chemistry people, maybe, maybe it's chemistry. Chemistry, um, chemistry people. Chemistry people. Yeah, chemistry people. Um, or it could be astronomers. It might be astronomers as well. Anything that is, oh, that is not hydrogen and helium, they, they also call metals. It's uh, astronomers. 100% astronomers. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, ah, what, what do we call that? It's, an, it's, kind of it's a metal. It doesn't matter. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, Uranus is filled with this stuff. A lot of methane. Mm-hmm. And the methane is what gives it its color. Um, that kind of greenish blue color. Because it absorbs red light. It goes guinea, yeah, guinea, guinea, and then it goes, you can have all this blue back. Yeah, you have everything else. And so that gives it kind of that aqua um, type uh, uh, view um, to the planet. But as you go further into um, Uranus, the pressures and temperatures are so great that the methane gets broken up into hydrogen and carbon. Carbon. And the carbon gets kind of crushed together and makes the the diamonds mm-hmm. and so those diamonds then fall down mm-hmm. uh towards the center the of the planet uh which is that diamond, diamond rain. Rain. but down. as it gets further down the pressures are increasing the mm-hmm. temperatures are increasing and the the diamonds then disintegrate and it goes back up can you imagine a diamond and it does it evaporating all over again that's terrifying it's it's like what happens Damn it, I'm sorry, guys. It's like what happens when the one ring when the lava's in Mount Doom and it just evaporated. I was, it was right there. I had to. That's a good, that's a good reference. And then when Mount Doom would erupt, would that mean it just rainy pieces of the one ring down? Because it blew up. No, shit, yeah, actually. I mean, it, here and there. Yeah, I mean, it's not a smattering. It's not it's like you're getting a lot of, of the rain. Oh, no, no. But I'm sure, like, molecularly, you can reestablish it if you wanted to. Well, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to. Only just just like... Only if you're a wizard. Here. Join us in The Hangover as we discuss how to recreate the Roman way after it's been destroyed in Mount Doom. It hasn't fallen into a black hole, so that information is there. Yeah. We can reconstruct Oh, the Eagles could have just taken the ring. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Where were we at? <laughs> Diamond rain. Yeah, so, I mean, it's really... That's really a cool thing. It, awesome. it really is. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, and, so, and it sounds so like... Uh, 
alien, alien yeah. like you know, where it's like, no, that shit, that weird shit is happening inside of our yeah, own like, solar system. Yeah, chained to the dreams of science fiction writers, or however the line went. <laughs> so, yes. I mean, Uranus, Uranus, we don't know a lot about it, but the stuff we know is just cool as it's shit. Really it's cool. actually really cool. I, it, re- it really is. We um, haven't even talked about all the other cool stuff. We too. haven't even, yeah. And so, lead us. Lead us, leader. Liz, what other cool things about Uranus? Which one do you want to do? So let's do, well, before we get to there, it's rain and Sauron. Hallelujah. Hey. It's rain and Sauron. Right? <laughs> Nicely done. You know what? You get it yeah. for that one. Somebody needs to read Well, first of all, we've kind of glossed over this a little bit because um, we went from Herschel straight into like shit about Uranus. But let's back up uh, a little bit and um just delve into the fact that we've only ever had one spacecraft go mm-hmm. to Uranus and not even go and stay and hang out with Uranus mm-hmm. but Snowish. just do a quick little flyby Beep. of Uranus and that was Voyager 2 launched in 1977 1977 flew by Uranus in 1989 maybe that was September, September uh no it was 89 it's like 86. 40 it was 86 uh, Neptune was Oh, that's right. I said I was six months old. It was in January of 1986. January 23rd, 1986. Flew by Uranus. I was six months old. Uh, well, we have to answer your mom's question. Okay, well, we'll get to that. And that's it. That's all... <laughs> That's that's all we have. That's well, our. We got some ground based observations. Yeah, we have ground based observations, but anything up close. I mean, look at the everything we know about Uranus is because is mostly because of that flyby. Just that one close look we took. Is that what it is? No. Okay. <laughs> I was kidding. Doesn't matter. All right. Um, and so, yet we've had like we've learned so much about jupiter and saturn because we've had spacecrafts that were there and stayed there and hung out with those planets and became their best friends and then oh, felt into and their demise had, in their atmosphere have great character animations done to these and yes made this sad one i know Fele finally succumbed to the darkness okay <laughs> <laughs> all right this has the last us i guess i could make more so um so yeah, it's it's. I think uh, you know we don't know a lot because we haven't really invested in actually going there and exploring. So let's talk about what we do know. What do we know? Well, we know right how long does it take to go around the sun? Eighty-seven years. Eighty-four years. Eighty-four years. Damn it! Yes. <laughs> we prepped real hard for 84 this. Eighty-four right. years, one average human life lifetime. Oh yes, yeah, exactly. All, All right. right, so three, two. Two billion years. Wow, God damn. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack what you're saying there really quick because this is kind of cool about the 84 years. Uh, we didn't even mention it's tipped on its side, did we? No, no. no. We were yeah, to that. yeah. So Uranus is tipped 90 degrees, basically on its side. Um, so it's as opposed to us when we're like curating around the sun. Uh, Uranus is like a spiral being thrown around the sun. It rolls around, the sun. rolling around the sun. Yeah. So we're dancing. It's rolling. So with that, I, I really like the pirouette. It makes me think of a dancer going around the sun, or like a black knife, knife assassin throwing a poison thing at an enemy. <laughs> Elden Ring. No, <laughs> that's gonna have to be a drinking roll. It might have to be later <laughs> on. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, because it tilts on its side, uh, rolling around the sun, and it has every eighty-four years is a uh, one year. The seasons are very neat. Uh, mm-hmm. So They're one so season amazing. is about twenty-four years. 
Do, if you're assuming you have four seasons, but realistically, it's sun and no sun. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like in Game of Thrones, winter is coming because we yeah. haven't had winter in a long and time. The and the winter is forty some odd years. So, in the whatever pole, north or south pole, it's summer, mm-hmm. facing directly at the sun, and it's spring, not so much. And in the winter time, it, I mean, twenty one years for yeah. a season. <sighs> Can you imagine nighttime lasting 21 years? That would be the worst. Oh, man. I mean, I'll take a 21-year fall, sure. That's when they'd be like, they mostly come at night. (laughs) Mostly. The sky, (laughs) sun dragons can get you. Um, Yeah, no, I just just love the idea of 21-year seasons. I was actually going to ask earlier, I was going to kind of, I was actually going to attempt to segue into it until earlier, but I was going to ask if maybe has there been any hypothesizing on if it's like internal activity, it's lack of. Uh, I'm being a pillow. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm trying it's to lack... look at my wife and keep getting in the way. <laughs> it's lack of atmospheric activity. Could a lot of that be due to it being tipped over? Like, is there some? Is there some? Could there be from being on the side? There's something in that well, sense that's affecting kind of like it's like the normal behavior we, that we, we see we would, okay there's lots of different variables in my head we just went on um so we kind of have some analogs there quickly of earth which is tilted 23 degrees so not nearly as extreme uh, as the earth but uh, still tilted nonetheless Mars has a pretty, it's, well, it's about, not not as like much the as the earth it's, it's it's 23 it's, degrees it's like very similar to ours oh okay uh well, yeah then i guess venus is straight up and down but again there's so many other variables that go into it you can't make a direct comparison there um well, just so. it's so odd and it also has this uh extreme tilt uh and it also rotates uh counter uh, clockwise sorry because most things rotate counterclockwise it rotates the opposite but so does venus we gotta get into all this so <laughs> yeah um i mean if the north pole is facing I and mean, obviously the north pole if it's facing the sun is receiving more solar radiance mm-hmm. so you would expect to see Storm. I mean, it's it's receiving that radiation mm-hmm. for 21 years straight. You should see a bunch of storms and just in general, maybe a lot of haziness. And and that's just. I'm I'm not saying we haven't seen that because there are pictures of like from like the Hubble Space Telescope. It's and just not as. Uh... It's just by far not as active as Neptune. Yeah. And the question is why, but also, at three billion miles away from the sun. You're not receiving as much radiation as you think you are. So it is, I'm sorry, it's, it's two billion miles. Yeah, right? it's two. Right? Neptune's three, yeah. So um, how far is that? It's like 20 times um, further out than, um, than the Earth is from yeah, the sun. Yeah, so it's receiving, uh, it's receiving 400 the radiation that we are. One over four hundred, mm-hmm. um, and so that's that's a lot less radiation. It's from a lot the sun. more cold space. It's a lot less mutants on the Earth. <laughs> oh, or maybe not. Uh, just I, I just noticed Jack's Uranus's vertical ring answers the question. Briefs? No, that's wrong. We didn't even talk about the rings yet. I know it has rings. Okay. <laughs> um, for your mom. James Webb has already taken a picture. It's never mind. Never mind. It's Neptune. Never got mind. Neptune. It is they Neptune. haven't gotten Uranus. Yeah, they used it'll, to get Uranus. Get... I'm assuming they're going to get Uranus. I'm assuming they're going <laughs> to. You know, there's going to be a lot of Photoshop work with uh, whatever uh, <laughs> James Webb takes. 
But really quick about the rings, we didn't know they Darius had the rings. Darius slide into James Webb's deep end. Okay, DMs. okay, there you go, there you go. <laughs> Serious subject matter. We did not know Uranus had the rings until, and we didn't know it had the rings until the 1970s, uh, when the planet occult to the star, and through the observations we noticed the dip in brightness. About mm. wait a minute, this guy has rings. That's cool. But, it's, but now it's interesting because all the gas giants actually have rings. Does Neptune have rings? Neptune? Uh, Neptune has the we did ringlets. not know that at the time. At that time, we could only No, I know. Say, I'm not saying we knew it at the time. I'm saying that that's interesting. And now we know that all the gas giants no, yeah, do yeah, actually yeah. have uh, rings, although yeah. none as dramatic as... But in the 1970s... In the 1970s, the only... Okay. okay. He mumbled the Lord of the Rings reference. Okay. No no more Lord of the Rings. No more no more drinking rules. Um, anyway, so in the 1970s, the only planet that we knew that had rings was Saturn. Yep. Yeah, because they are obvious. Yeah. Lobes. And so, the the story the story with Uranus and how he discovered it was, um, uh, Uranus was going to pass um, by a it was actually a bright star. I can't remember what a, what star it is, but it was it was a bright star, and they wanted to um, use that star's light to get a better sense, a better understanding of Uranus's atmosphere. Because the uh, light's going to come through yeah. the atmosphere, so can, it's going to absorb. They can analyze and use spectroscopy yeah. to analyze exactly. the atmosphere. Exactly, uh, analyze the spectrum of the star um, as Uranus passes in front of it. And so as Uranus is starting to approach the star, the star starts to blink in and out. And each other's power cycle. Yeah. And so, and so you know, hey, that's really cool. Uh-huh. You know, is bl- oh, yeah. what the hell's causing that? Raves. Um, and then, um, and then of course it uh, passes behind Uranus. Um, and and the real science for what they wanted to do begins, and they start doing that. And Uranus then passes beyond the star again, and it, it it's bright. And then it starts to blink in and out again. And so you have this symmetric blinking on both yeah. sides of the planet. Excellent. And you're able to figure out mm-hmm. that it has rings. But you can't see those rings. Um, or we, we couldn't. And so we know they're dark rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of very similar to Neptune's rings as well. So. Yeah. All right, lead us. Well, lead us. I, don't, I, I, I mean... We, we don't know that have, much about Uranus. If That's... you are... <clears throat> I, I may mess this up because I'm not sure on my terms, uh, my medical terms, but if uh, you are a... Uh, an astro- <laughs> I'm going to hold hope. If you're an astronomer, if you're an astronomer that only studies Uranus, could you call yourself a planetary proctologist? Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, at first I was going to say oncologist, and I was like, no, that's cancer. I was like, what's a butt doctor called? <laughs> All right, anyway. Okay, so we, we have really glossed over the fact that it's tipped over on its side. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's big, because uh, the solar system... Uh, all formed out of one big cloud of gas and dust spinning in uh, a single direction, and so Morris. everything uh, spins in said direction. No, it was. Oh, no, sorry, I was thinking about later on, but yes. Oh, okay, you don't get ahead. I dropped a gun. Thoughts? Jeez. Uh, so it's all swirling around in this counter 
the clockwise fashion. So everything that comes together is going to be in that same movement. Like a galactic hurricane. Yeah, you have Venus that rotates backwards. You have Uranus that not only rotates backwards, but it's also completely flipped over on its side. So that means something dramatic. It's like the rotisserie chicken of the solar system. It, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so something dramatic chicken had to have happened to cause that uh, alternate... What, what, uh, what could have happened? Okay, so we know the leading theory, but Liz, I want your silly thought of what could have happened to make Uranus roll on its side. I mean, as we all know, Uranus had a deep impact. But, got but that's the theory. Uran- that's not Uranus, the silly. Uranus, Uranus was pounded <laughs> by I'm, something I'm, big. I'm very glad I asked her. And hard. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to also say that it doesn't have to be pounded. Just the thought of it being pounded turned it was enough. Was enough. <laughs> so it was like, oh shit, this thing's coming. Oh, I'm just gonna yeah. like this. Uranus just bent over. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So I mean the leading thought uh, and the one that makes the most sense. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah big thought. I see okay. that. Uh, and the one that makes the most sense. Uh-huh. Um, Occam's razor is is the impact theory, yeah. and there's 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 two ways this impact can happen. God, it drives me crazy. The microphone picking up the whole. It sounds four. like a relaxing stream. Uh, sounds like you're peeing. People. Well, good thing it's a podcast. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Daddy planted in you safe word. <laughs> anyway, there's two ways this impact can happen: uh-huh. through a physical impact. Um, where the object actually impacts the planet, <laughs> but not impacting it in its center, kind of off center. So it was a drunk. That <laughs> <laughs> was more of a oops. someone missed. <laughs> Whoops! Um, <laughs> and you that's, chose this and that's why you're this is so many moves. Is the whoops. We haven't talked about the moons yet. <laughs> anyway, it knocks it over. The other one is that it is what we would call a gravitational impact where um, the object actually comes very close to it and enough to actually tip but, it over. But that object would be considerably more massive than the one that would have hit it, right? It would have to be, yeah. And then it would have just, that gravity to pull it. It would basically yeah. be what, like a, a, a rogue planet basically at that point? And what, what's well, I mean, that size you, you have that. to you have to remember the early solar system was just teeming with planets. A lot of those things either uh, ran into another planet oh, yeah. and and made a bigger planet, um, uh, ran into a planet, made moons, mm-hmm. like with the Earth and the Moon, fell into the Sun, got too close to Jupiter, got kicked out of the solar system. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it was a shooting gallery in the early solar system, and so um, yeah, there were planets. That had to have been yeah. far more massive, mm-hmm. and it just uh, yeah. Just, I, I'm just trying to imagine that occurring and like the angle of which would have passed through by Uranus, not to put it over its side, just by gravity itself, or if it was a multiple pass situation or what. It's just fascinating. Yeah, uh, but more likely than not, something hit it and knocked it on its side. Well, yeah. I mean, whether it is physical impact or gravitational impact, we just don't know. But mm-hmm. um, the leading thought and the simplest explanation. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna break out Occam's uh, razor with this is um, that it was an impact. It got hit by something. Yeah, and the same thing with with Venus. Yeah. Enough yeah. to just knock it completely over. 
Um, and it, it still goes around the, the, the sun in the same direction that all the other planets go. Yeah, that would need to be... Uh, oh, oh. That would be I a mean, capture planet. It, it, it just could, like... Because something, Triton. something that, yeah, but, but for like a planet, like something that had enough force to reverse its orbital rate, I think would be, uh, it would destroy it. Like it would, you couldn't have a planet that was, yeah. that impacted to the point of reversing its orbital period without it being Yeah, destroyed. I mean, that's completely true. I mean, it's just like, so, it, all right, if you have, if, if let's say you're in a school around something else. Okay, so... For shits and giggles, everyone. For shits and giggles, for Uranus. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you would have to have something very massive basically just plow right through it mm-hmm. um, and destroy it, but also impart all this energy uh-huh. to not only um, change its direction, have it go the other way, right. but at a beautiful speed in which it is a stable orbit. Yeah, and it's, it's technically it's impossible to have a stable orbit for if you're going retrograde, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. fun so, thought. Yeah. But it would be neat, though, to have a planet retrograde and just see it slowly over the descend millions of years descend into madness. <laughs> yeah. Like you're in the uh, Lord. Into the mouth of the Lord. The, um, uh, see, how long would. I mean, it would take a long time. It would take a long time. Like, even look at Triton and Neptune, for example. Triton is a moon of Neptune going around the opposite direction. That's right. And it's slowly dropping down into the planet. Then Triton and Neptune will collide, and will they become one, or will there be... Well, I guess we'll finally find the answer to the age-old question, what's it like when worlds collide? I'm going to say they're not going to collide, but... (laughs) It's going to just be a swallow. There's not even going to be that. Because you got to remember that tidal forces are at play here. And that's right. actually what's slowing it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the tidal forces are actually going to rip Triton apart. That's right. It gets and so Triton is actually, for the most oh, part, going to form rings. That's right. Neptune's going to get magnificent rings from Triton. And there will be some stuff that falls into Neptune and it just is absorbed. Excellent. But, um, Man. but absorbed in a way reminiscent of um, Shoemaker-Levy, Levy 9 hitting Jupiter. It'll be big, big stars. Yeah. So, so when we started this episode, like an hour ago, as we were sitting here, we thought maybe we'll get three minutes out of Uranus, because uh, there's not that much known about it. And we, we stretched into nearly an hour, and I still want to talk about one more thing. Uranus can take a lot. <laughs> I want to talk about the moons the of moons. Uranus. <laughs> so if we go back, you know, 45 minutes ago to old William Herschel trying to name the planet George. Obviously, that didn't happen. But then, six years later, I believe it was, uh, we started finding moons of mm-hmm. Uranus. As telescopes are wont to do. Mm-hmm. We discovered things. <laughs> and this time, the English were like, nah, these moons are ours. So all the moons of Uranus, all 24, 24 are named after Shakespeare 24, characters. 27. That was 27. 27, I think you're right. But they're all named after Shakespeare characters, uh-huh. which makes me happy. Oh, and oh, Shakespeare and... Alexander oh, yes. Pope? The one guy. Graham yeah. Bell? No. Pope, I no. think. This is the phone moon. Uh, you know, Titania, Umbria, Miranda. Umbriel, Puck. Ariel. Yeah, that's Puck. really... That's, um, <laughs> that's all we got. Um, we, we could just name Shakespeare characters, but probably not. I don't think... I, don't, world. I was going to try to make a real world uh, reference, but uh, I don't get that. 
Oh, real world. Puck. Jacob Puck was the one of MTV's the MTV's oh, real shit, world. He was really... He's too young. God, he was like just born when it came out. It came um, out what ninety six? You know, no, shit starts to get real. Uh, shit starts to I get real really when nice. you throw strangers in to a house together and they start living together. Well, that's, stuff starts to get real. That's what the moons are like. They just like Romeo and Juliet. There's, there's Romeo and Juliet. No, there's no there's, Romeo no, and Juliet. No, no, Midnight, um, Midsummer Midsummer night all rain. of the opportunities. Yeah. There's no Romeo and Juliet moon. Oberon. 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 Yeah, that, that. Oberon's Oberon's the, uh, is that the largest one? I think is it Moraine. I you know I you can't mention some of these moons and I cannot help but think um, uh, Times Arrow. Uh, Star Trek Next Generation with uh, Picard and everybody go back to the 1800s ah, and yes. they're pretending to do Midsummer Night's oh, Dream. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're and doing that's, a reading. That's one with, with Mark Twain. With Twain. Yeah, when they come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fun. Mr. Picard! Ladies and gentlemen, we've gone to the Next Generation segment of our show, so I think that means we're close to wrapping up the episode. Do we have okay, any but, last thoughts? Yes, this, yes. This was the most insane episode. I just want to highlight, so uh, so just a moon of, of Uranus's, which is, is it moon inception? Because Uranus is uh, big okay. moons. Um, is Miranda. Miranda. Because Miranda is a crazy fucking moon because it's inside out. It's an inside yeah. out moon. It suffered a collision and it broke it apart. And some of those pieces that were on the inside came back together on the outside. It's a, it's a, it's a big jumbled mess. It's and it has a, a check mark on it. Oh, it does? Yeah, it has a big check mark. All right, that. that's that was the uh, the builders of the universe are like, check all right, done. Check, done. Next moon. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it, it looks like it's it's very jumbled uh, terrain. Yeah. It's, so so I mean, Uranus, the system, the entire system is the least known uh, system in our own solar system. Neptune. Well, I think we know more about Neptune or understand more about Neptune. Oh, it's because like, it has more of a, you know, it's, it became... Quote-unquote surface you can actually see as opposed yeah. to Uranus, which is that Where easy Uranus, we, it's like we don't yeah. really know, kind of, we have an idea of what's happening inside, but there's not a lot we understand about it. Right, and um, I think that's the thing is the understanding part, is that Neptune behaves more along with the way that we classically. think it should, whereas yeah. as Uranus does not. And so there's more mystery around Neptune, even though, uh, excuse Uranus. me, around Uranus, even though Uranus and Neptune have both had um, just one flyby and the same roughly amount of time that things were there, we understand Neptune better because it behaves the way in which we think it's going to behave, but Uranus does not. So, so it sounds like, to wrap us up, we don't know much about Uranus, so we have to go deeper. Folks, thank you for joining us into the black hole. Thanks for joining us on this, I think, third episode of season four of Cosmos with Cosmos. Second. Okay. No, because we had the high in the sky. We had the high in the sky. That was episode second one. Oh, I, you know, time means nothing to me. Which means next time, high in the sky. Excellent. And Halloween style. Liz will lead that one, so it'll be smoother. I probably won't be here. No, I'm not here. Oh, you'll, you'll see Brandon again whenever you see Brandon. I'll, I'll be around. <laughs> anyway, Probably December. Thank you guys for joining us. If you're with us now live, stick around for the Hangover with Cosmos with Cosmos. Otherwise, uh, follow us on all the things. All the things. Yeah. Remember, um, when you get the chance, take a look at Uranus. Thanks, everyone. We'll Cheers. <laughs>